Let's get started. Let's get started. I'm Isaac. <laughs> and I'm Nadia. And welcome to the table where everyone gets to take a seat. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. It's been a thousand years since we've stepped foot into this studio. That's a really good song. What? Isn't that like a thousand years by like some, is it Vanessa? If I could fall, it's a thousand miles, I believe. Years, miles, same thing. You think time? You know that song? <laughs> yes, it's a good song. It's a good song. Thousand miles. White chicks. That's all I. I don't can remember. Think of. Oh, I forgot yeah. that was in that. That's all I can think. I know of. there's just a big piano in the road, and she's just like. Oh, jamming. that music video is wild. Jamming. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Nadia, how are you? I haven't seen you in literally a long period of time, minus the fact that we haven't done this podcast in a month. I know. I am tired. Mm-hmm. I'm very tired. I've been um, hiding from the world. <laughs> no, that's not true. I was in L.A., and that's that's probably why we haven't seen each other in the last week or so. Yeah. And it was a good way to escape everyday madness and just, like, eat really good brunch. Like, I don't know. When I think of a good vacation, I think I'm going to brunch. And I brunched at least three of the four days. So, yeah, yeah. The, only, the first day... I didn't brunch, but I did have lunch mm-hmm. at this location called Sweet Chick. And we walked in, and it's literally all black people, and it's a soul food restaurant. And it smelled incredible, and it was so cute. It had the little stringed lights. It was just, like, the cutest little spot in um, Fairfax of L.A. with all of these really fly black people in different clothes, just different styles, just, like, mm-hmm. living their lives, you know, looking really cool, really intellectual. Like, it was, it was like, the best welcome Oh, and I have to show you this choker I got in L.A., and it says, fuck racism. Shut up. It says, and fuck racism? And I got racism? it at a black-owned a black owned store. I deserve was... that choker. You do. You do deserve it. But you know who deserves it just a little bit more than you? Because I bought it. <laughs> Anyways, I had a great time. And meet. I met a lot of black people in L.A., which was literally life. It was so good. And now we're back in Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon. Which is such a lie. It's. I don't know what it is about being in Seattle and when the snow hits because when you were gone, snow f- started falling from the sky and I was like, "Yo, I love snow." <laughs> I'm from Kansas. I just like flew black back from snow. Like, <laughs> flew black. I flew black. I also Both. did that. Yeah. Um. But like, I flew. I went home mm-hmm. for a little bit and then I came back and I was like, "Oh, I'm like didn't love the snow, but I was like, it was so nice to see snowfall. Like that was kind of cute. Yeah, it's always cute at first. And then I was like walking outside and I was like, it's snowing. Oh, that's cute. And then I was like, wait, so in Seattle, we don't put salt down? We don't do shit (laughs) if it snows. We watch it fall. We freak out. And then we cancel shit. Everything. Well, first we go to the grocery store (laughs) and collect as many things, like nonsensical things. You just see like, like I I was in the grocery store earlier. I just saw people with like, with carts of cans of soda. (laughs) I was like... I'm sorry, if I'm holed up for a whole weekend, I don't want to just drink soda. That just seemed like a really b- bad thing to do your body. Right. <laughs> it didn't feel nurturing. Like, I was expecting to see, like, I don't know, just, like, rainbows and teddy bears and shit in carts. <laughs> Something that was going to fuel your soul. <laughs> like, like face masks. Right. Get some face masks. Self-care. Get some produce. How about that? Get some nice, fresh produce. Ooh, get yourself some, like, 
uh, brie, like some cheese. You a know what I'm saying? Brie. A good brie. You can bake it. Yes, uh, girl. With some fig jam. Oh Get yourself my God. some fig jam. Get you some real nice crackers. Right. Even like. Those healthy kinds. Like, get those. And a bath bomb. Oh, get a bath bomb, girl. <laughs> Don't be investing in, like, just crazy shit. Like, I was in the prepared food section because, you know, I, I – don't cook very often. And I was like trying to grab a, a little bite on my way to therapy. Just a little bite. So I was like, maybe I'll get a sandwich. Shit was gone. And I was like, why are you getting all of these prepackaged things? <laughs> like, what's happening? I don't know. It looks felt, feels like people don't have stoves at weird. home. They, they probably never cook like just like me. So I guess yeah. like, that's fair. <laughs> but we should expect them to have that baseline knowledge, which I don't even have. So I don't know why we should expect I don't them know. To have I just it. felt like like if it was actually a snowstorm, I'd get it. Right. But because there's no, currently no snow falling and shit's icy everywhere, like I'm irritated because I'm just like, you have time to fix this, right. Seattle. And yet you're just like, we're just going to wait till it disappears. Because that shit's like not okay. It's not. Um, I just, uh, yeah. Somebody I, slipped and fell today and died. Yes. Somebody slipped and fell at UW and died because they hit their head on a fountain. Like that's an actual thing that would happen if you don't salt anything but the fish nadia but the fish i can't with these fish loving people <laughs> I, can't. I can't i love the environment okay it's one of my favorites right but you know what also i love I not <laughs> slipping on this fucking non-snow like it's, it's not even like the snow is on the ground because it's not on the ground because it's not on the ground and this weekend i think we're gonna get three inches total and people are scared. <laughs> like, the conversations we're having, I, it sounds like we're going to be, like, in our houses because the snow is going to be pressed up against the doors and we can't get out. Like, right. truly, people are telling me, like, to fear the snow. And I'm like, do you know where I'm from? <laughs> do you know what I've been through? <laughs> do you know what I've seen in my day? My family's Canadian, bish. <laughs> My grandpa had to walk back and forth to school in 17 feet of snow. That's right. Uphill both ways. Uphill. Uphill. You don't know nothing about the Midwest. That's what I'm saying. Which literally Chicago had that like polar vortex or whatever. <laughs> and, nobody, and nobody talked about it here. No. None of us were We concerned. all were just like, oh, it's 50 degrees and a little bit rainy. <laughs> like we were just like not, we were living. And we were like polar vortex. And now that the snow has come, we're crying. Yeah. Not me, but all these people. <laughs> but let's check in about goals. <laughs> so, My goal is to not be in this goddamn snow. I don't have any other goals, Isaac. I created it today, <laughs> and it'll sustain for the rest of time. That is my goal. <laughs> Anyways, you you go ahead and talk. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> So what we have learned today mm. is that snow in Seattle is not a thing. And when it is a thing, it's people a death sentence. die. <laughs> people actually die. Yeah. Which is not funny. No, and it's actually like this down. is it's just I can't. It's like silly to me and and it's just also very aggravating. Right. And I just don't understand how it hasn't been solved yet. Like there's been we've had time. When I first moved here two years ago. I slipped on non-snow. This is exactly the same scenario. Non-snow. It was like falling from the sky. I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. In fact, in my work, my walk 
to work was like 15 minutes. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to enjoy this little winter wonderland. Winter, win- winter. Winter wonderland. You got it. Lord. You got it. You got it. Winter wonderland. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> and I was like pumped because it was like beautiful against like the, you know, the buildings and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was just like, this is a wonderful walk. But like that was like two minutes in. On the third minute, I was falling because it was snowy on the ground and I lived on a hill. <laughs> Capitol Hill, to be specific. And I was just like, certainly that's not going to happen the whole way. (laughs) And it was like that the whole way. And I was thinking, that's why people aren't going to work, because nobody understands what to do here when it snows. At all. So I also live on a hill. And Nadia would know there's like a huge hill. It's a huge hill. That's not a joke. it's, It's horrible. And... I was trying to drive up it, like, the day that the snow, like, fell. And literally, I was like, wow, I'm going backwards. I'm literally, like, just going backwards. There's no possible way I could get up this hill. The ice is taking my car. Like, if it goes off the edge, like, it goes off the edge, I'm ready to die now. It gives me so much anxiety. Like, I was like, it's over. It's over (laughs) now. I'm so glad I wasn't in that car with you. (laughs) Like, literally, I had to have somebody in, like, a four-wheel drive truck push my car back to my parking spot. Really? Because I couldn't drive. Because my two-wheel drive was just like, no, no, ma'am, it's time for you to go. I can't believe we I didn't hear about this till now. Because I was so shook. <laughs> you were so shook. I literally, like, held myself up in my apartment. I was, like, texting people. I was like, I'm alive. This, everything is fine. If I just keep playing video games, <laughs> pretend it never happened. Never going out there again. That is crazy because there's no snow. There's no snow. It like, was wild. It was wild. Yeah, I just mm. want everybody out in the Midwest to know that you're doing one thing right, and that's, you know, taking care of snow issues. <sighs> Just like, t- shout out to all the plowers out there. Y'all killing it. You know, it. shout out to the the uh, business owners who are salting that sidewalk. Just salting it. Just shoveling it and salting. Look. <laughs> like, I never appreciated you more than today. The- and I haven't even slipped today. I haven't. Like, I just have been observing and I'm upset. You can't catch me slipping until <laughs> Seattle decides that there's no such thing as salt. <laughs> I didn't know that there was a place out there like this. This is horrible. <laughs> this is actually... No, I'm, I'm not gonna say that. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have a little moment of silence <laughs> for myself <laughs> in this, this this damn city. I don't know. I'm not trying to hate on Seattle today. <laughs> I'm just irritated about this one fact, and it's really getting me down. <laughs> wow. So. Yes. The snow is basically what I think of the episode the is. snow is the thing of the episode. It's what it is. We just can't live in these conditions. And you know what? Shout out to the real MVPs, which are the Chicagoans who, you know, suffered in weather colder than the Antarctica experienced, is what I heard. Yeah. And um, that's crazy. Y'all are still alive and thriving Literally right still now. taking public transit, still living your best life, still going to work, still getting things done. And just like... I don't, I don't know. I, I really thought about you a lot last week because I was just like, I feel a little bit upset that we have it so good in our, like, 50-degree weather. Exactly. I barely wore a jacket on some days. I hadn't even had my legs covered. I literally was wearing a crop top, like, the Sunday. Be- well, not was it Sunday? No, it was a s- Friday before it snowed. Like, yeah. I was wearing a crop top, and I was walking around Cap Hill with, like, a little flannel over my body, and I was like, look at me. I'm cute. Yeah, that's, like, the life that we got to live. And now everybody's dying. Literally. Actually, yes. Wild. Well, dystopian. Rest in power to all the people who are dying from the cold because they can't find shelter. Oh, my God. That's a horrible. I, I just, don't want to uh, talk about that. God. That sounds anyway. horrible. So, yeah, we have segments 
that we do here at the pod. Yeah. Yeah. We do other things and talk about the cold. Yeah, we do other things. We do yeah. other things. And then there it's very structured. It's very, very structured. Yeah. Um tell me what they are. Isaac. Uh, you know, so we do dig in where we talk about what's going on in pop culture. And since we've been gone for the month of January, we're just gonna talk about Everything that happened in January. Wow. And that was, from what I can't remember, a lovely month. <laughs> Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire is synonymous with a lovely month. <laughs> uh, what other segments do we do, Isaac? We have the Grown Folks Table. Yes. Where we talk about the topic of the day, which today is burnout and how to combat it, if you can. Let's... Be honest, a lot of us are there right now. It's exactly. only February and we're experiencing burnout. <sighs> it's okay though. Everybody take a deep breath. We'll get through it together. <laughs> and then who made the green beans? Wasn't me. I don't know who that was. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. But it's where we answer a question that one of you guys sent in for us. So that mm, sounds fun. And I love me some green beans. It's gonna be yeah. good. You know what I really like is when you put like bacon in the green beans. So it's super salty. <laughs> I love the look that I gave you before you said salty, <laughs> and that cheered me right up. I was not even here for it, and then I was like, "He's right, it's salty." Oh, <laughs> uh, I love those green beans at Din Tai Fung that are like not healthy at all. Oh no, they're like the most delicious. I don't. There's probably like real, a lot of butter, mm. some garlic. Oh, it is. Amazing. They have so much flavor. Yeah, you gotta eat those green beans. I want them to make the green beans. Didn't I fun made the green beans? Oh, love that idea. Ugh. And then we have Can I Get a To Go Plate where we wrap things up, send you guys home with a little green beans. Green beans. <laughs> some tidbits, you know, some just some takeaways. Right. Just like actually literally takeaways. <laughs> Hey, Nadia. Hey, Isaac. What's up? <laughs> I thought we were going to dig in. We are digging in. Yes, what are we digging into? So I have a list of Girl. things to dig into. Girl, where'd you get that list? I got it from the fact that I knew that we actually don't remember what happens in the past. At all. When we do this podcast. Or every day of my life. Yeah, it's too hard. I like to leave the past in the past. <laughs> yeah, because if I don't disassociate, I don't actually, like, I can't get through you the can't rest get through, of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I have to dissociate. I have too many things to think about what's coming. Right. That I don't have time to think about what's already passed. No. Like, that's a waste of my time. Yeah, that's called depression, and I just don't have that. And I usually live in anxiety. Right. <laughs> you can only choose one at a time. <laughs> so let's let's reflect. Yes. So what I have for January at the beginning is the surviving R. Kelly stuff. So how do you feel about it? Let's weigh in. How do I feel yeah. about that Did you watch trash? it? No. Oh, good. No. I didn't watch it either. I felt like it would be trauma. I couldn't. Like, okay, we already know that he's a rapist. Mm -hmm. Like, we we all knew already. Right. Why would we watch a video about him? Like, why? 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 Exactly. I think the part that I didn't like the most was that they were, like, trying to humanize, like, the fact that he's gone through so much stuff, that he is desensitized, and that's the reason why he was doing this stuff to other people. And I'm like, I understand that hurt people hurt other people, yeah. but we should hold people accountable still. And I don't think that was the, that was, like, the worst thing that I heard from the recaps that people gave me of, like, different podcasts and things like that. That's what happened with the Chris Brown documentary. Right. Like, that's what was crazy. It was, like, I, I actually ended up watching that. I can't remember why. I think mm -hmm. I was, like, really bored one day. And I watched it, and I was, like, 
wait a minute, they're trying to make it seem like it wasn't his fault. It's his fault. Like, right. he still has to be accountable. Like, we understand that everybody go through, goes through things, but, like, you can't frame it so that this is not the person's fault. Right. It's, like, the same thing with this new fascinas- like fascination. 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 With people <laughs> like Ted Bundy or, like, no. all these different killers who murdered a whole bunch of people. And it's like, That's well, white people hot. interest. That's white like, people interest. I can't. I can't do that. Yeah. I don't want to think about people who killed other people. <laughs> I don't have the energy. Is that terrible? I said that's white people interest. I don't know. I think I don't it watch is. It. I think that there's a lot. Like when I hear about people who are like, "Have you watched this?" It's like always white women. But it's like, okay, why are you watching it? Number one, like we already know about it. And we also, why are you it. excited about learning know. about a murderer and why or they a rapist did it? Or and what was in their mind? Like I'm not fascinated by killers' minds. No, I'm fascinated by like. Pretty much all other minds. Right. Like anything else that doesn't involve <laughs> Pretty murder. Pretty much things that don't involve like violently harming others. Right. That's just, I don't know, that's just me. Not into it. Just like literally not my thing. Speaking of people who violently harmed others. Uh-oh. Something else that happened in January was Damn. Ellen giving Kevin Hart space. <gasps> yet black gays are still not safe. Okay. Do you know what happened? Ellen, yes, I remember. <laughs> I, remember I, so I remember seeing this on uh, Twitter. Uh huh. On the Twitter. <laughs> on the Twitter, and I was like, "Wait, you're giving him space because why? Because he's not a trash human now? Because I'm still not. I'm not. I'm not sure what's changed. Nothing. You changed. know what I'm saying? Because like, like there's that, and also remember how he threw a cowboy and Indians party. Remember, like, remember, remember that? Like, okay, so like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but why have we given him space? Like, when right. has he stopped being? I don't know. I'd like to call it a monster. <laughs> That's what I would call him. I don't know. I have been reflecting on this a lot, especially like with working and like the spaces I work in and stuff like that. Like who gets given grace and who doesn't? And it's always traumatized men. Like specifically traumatized like cishet men. Absolutely. But like they're always like, oh, well, you know, they went through this. Yeah. And, da, 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 da. and I was going to just say like usually it's like white men. Like white men get like a lot more space than black men do. Sure. But a lot of black men get away with crazy ass shit. Uh, yeah. Like that guy, um, Birth of a Nation. That oh, bullshit. Um, what is his name? I not worth remembering. It doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't, not worth remembering. But yeah, it was like you literally sexually assaulted people and you think we're going to go watch Birth of a Nation? I don't care like, if it's about a historic black black person also yeah i just don't mm, no absolutely not i don't Um, understand why they get so much it's stupid it's dumb and we should fix that we should fix that not us individually Mm -hmm. but like you know the world yeah speaking good news um (laughs) oh good there's something good good that happened in january Santonia brown she (laughs) got um granted full clemency Yes. And that was yes. a great thing that happened. Oh my gosh, thank God. Because happened. honestly, I was like, Tennessee, come through. I've never yeah. said that before in my life. <laughs> N- there's nothing in you my mind. You may never say it again. Yeah. Like, you may- <laughs> Tennessee, like, there's cool places. I went to Chattanooga one time and it was great. Um, I've heard that is Nashville in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I've heard that's cool. Memphis is really black. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Nikita loves Memphis. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, she's been a couple times, which is really rad. So, like, they have good things there, but it's never in the, like, front radar of my mind, right, right. Tennessee being If someone was just like, how do you feel about Tennessee? Like, I don't think I would have an overwhelmingly positive right. reaction. Let me see if I can find something else positive before I go back to negative things. I mean, what else happened? I just don't remember January. Yeah. I just, like, I remember January 1st because it was the new year. I was it, like, yes, <laughs> everything is great. And everything else I was just like, I was just, like, watching TV, you know, on the couch, just living. <laughs> Oh, God. What, why did I only, like, 
I feel like all I did was recap negative things that happened. Oh, this was funny. Um, <laughs> Cardi B telling Tommy Lauren that she's going to walk her like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good thing that happened to Jerry. That was great. <laughs> Just like in general, Cardi B all of a sudden, like not all of a sudden because she's always spoke on like things that are going on in the world. Yeah. But she literally was just like, like an up like stream of like we need to get more political we need to talk about things these things that are going on are like problematic and we need to fix them and like I don't know what I'm doing and I'm gonna learn though and I'm gonna figure right, it out right, and right, I was like right. go off Cardi like that's you know how what? all of us should be that should be definitely the mentality I mean yeah. even if you don't know anything it's like you wanna you gotta wanna know it <laughs> you gotta want to oh learn more <laughs> I just saw something else do you know did you see that egg on Instagram that got more likes than the most liked photo on Instagram, which was of Kylie Jenner and her baby. No. So there was this Instagram page of an egg. It was literally just an egg. Just a regular egg? And it was like, we want to have the most liked photo on Instagram because the most liked photo on Instagram is Kylie Jenner announcing that she was having Stormy, right? And so literally this egg, in a matter of like three or four days, got more likes than this picture. (laughs) And the egg is the most liked picture. And it's just a regular ass egg. Like, Wow, I'm going to look that up. Later. It's really interesting. Just to see it, you know, just to look at the egg. And then you like it because you just <laughs> want to, like, I want to be part of history. I want to contribute to that. Like, um, What damn. else? Okay, we can go back to negative things. I mean, didn't in January, this was January, not February, right? Is when <laughs> when the Fire Festival documentaries. Yes, released. that's literally on my list. Um, because that is so funny and crazy and upsetting. And, like, I actually stayed up. <laughs> Hours after watching both documentaries in one night. And I stayed up just really thinking about what had been done. Like I've never been, I've never been this disturbed in my life. Like I've watched a lot of weird things. I've watched like I've watched like suspense movies, horror films that like should mess with your mind. And I'm like, huh, that was interesting. And I go to sleep. <laughs> But the Fire Festival documentaries did a number on me. Like, I was just like, how could one really below average white man? With so much confidence. With so much confidence and horrible wardrobe. Right. He's like, so basic. Just so basic. How could he get so many investors to pay for so many things that didn't actually exist? And he never had to show them anything. And it, like just fake numbers. He just gave them numbers. And they were like, you're white. This you're a man. Fun. This seems like a good idea. <laughs> the thing that sends me the most, because I just recently watched them, because I was just kind of like, I don't want to get in- engaged because I feel like everybody else is shook by this. I don't want to be shook right now. I got other things to be I shaken about. I was so shook. <laughs> like, I was like, I can't do this to myself. And I w- watched both of them. Yeah. And I sat down and I was just like... You literally (laughs) scammed everyone. And in the process of scamming, pulled one of the most popularized black rappers of the 2000s (laughs) to help you scam black people. Uh, I... And out of so much money. So much money. But, like, let's talk about... There's a lot of ways we could go. I just... There's so many gems (laughs) in these documentaries, if you haven't seen them. I think... My favorite, one of my favorite gems is that they publicized this. They sold a ton of tickets and then they were like, 
guess we should buy an island. Like, they didn't have (laughs) even an idea of where it was going to happen. That is really, truly one of the greatest sensations of our time. Uh, (laughs) Just, like, the the guy... Oh, okay, one more thing. Just one more thing. The guy (laughs) who had to get the Evian water (laughs) from customs. And so... (laughs) He was, like, prepared. They were like, you need to take one for the team as the only gay person. You need to go, you know, suck some dick to get this water. And he thought, wow, yeah, it's a tough day at work. Like, that's what, <laughs> that's what really gets me is that, like, no matter how bad it's been for you at work. And I've had some bad days. It has never been like that where it's just like wow tough day like you know he just he was just like re- he was just ready he was just, I, I I just can't I could not this white man who was pulling the strings of all of these people got people to do the weirdest things that they even knew they were, shouldn't be doing like they were like this is never gonna work out while doing the thing like that's insanity at its finest like it's contagious I love just watching the documentaries and all the people saying like there's no possible there's way no this could have happened there's no possible <laughs> way it could have happened and yet the story continued like it, I just noticed that all those people were white nobody was of color except that one dude that who one the guy. one guy who was working on the resort and they were like do you think this could work and oh, he yeah. was like no he goes no. I like no, and then they're like, "What well, we're gonna do anyway?" And he's just like, "Okay." Like <laughs> that was like the that was the attitude of every Caribbean and African person in the world, where we're basically just like, "No, like nah." And then someone's like, "What well, we're gonna do it anyway?" And we're just like, "All right, like <laughs> right, cool." And it was, like, fascinating because the way that he, I think it was in the Hulu one, the way that he was explaining that it was important because it was going to be an economic boom for the, like, the second island that they got because they lost the first island. My God, Pablo Escobar situation. That was so stupid. How dumb. Don't mention that it's Pablo Escobar's island. And he's like, they'll never know. (laughs) Like, we'll just mention it in all of our advertising and see what happens. It's like, this guy's a drug dealer, a very, 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 very well-known dangerous one, none of the people he rolls with gives a crap about you right. <laughs> and your money. No. You're obviously not going to be able to keep the island. <sighs> just dumb. Anyways, I just think it's just, if you really need to get, like, spooked <laughs> about anything, you got to watch one of those documentaries. It's crazy. All it's, it is is just glorified white you privilege. Lost. You lose it's yourself. Wild. You lose your all sense of what you thought you knew. No, because you think it's like you think there's an order to things. <laughs> you think there's some kind of order. Like I know Ugh. that things are crazy and bad, but like you think there's some order, so, just some, just a little bit of order. There is a none. Hint, a hint. Of order. There is none. I couldn't believe uh, it. I couldn't. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Let's get negative. <laughs> okay. 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 Um. So there was a seven year old girl who got shot by a white man in Houston. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so it's like the mom has to live without her. It was just like a really dark time, and it was just this guy who like just open fired on this little girl and mm-hmm, his mom. Mm-hmm. I can't. I just, I just. Anyway, that's horrifying. The first black trans woman died on the seventh. Mm. Um, she was murdered. Great times in the neighborhood. Uh, what else? Um, black men were being found dead in um Ed Buck's like apart like house. Um, Ed Buck is this like white social activist person who gives a lot of money to a lot of well-known um, activism, like, 
endeavors. And so he, like, last year, there was a dead black man who was found in his house. Dead gay black man. And nobody said anything. And this is the second one. And nobody's really (laughs) saying anything. They're not holding him accountable. Or, like, because he gives money to social activism. So, you know, giving grace to white gays, white people in general for murdering black bodies. But, you know... Uh, what else? Nope, I won't engage. <laughs> like, what else? No. What else? Um, Not the Supreme Court ruled, ruled that trans folks cannot serve in the military if transitioned. I, that's just like, come on. Um, why, oh, are you, why are you trying to like completely destroy us in January? It's just, they're trying to kill us Stupid. all. Stupid. Um, Cohen is a lying ass bitch <laughs> and Trump is a scammer. <laughs> What else is new? We knew this. What um, else is new? I think I wrote this down because the Russia stuff that was coming out from BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. they were like, we have an informant who said that he already had plans. And everybody was like, they're a liar. And I'm over here like, BuzzFeed is correct. We should only believe BuzzFeed. <laughs> BuzzFeed, <laughs> is correct. We BuzzFeed laid off a lot of employees recently. What? That happened in January. Because I saw so some, a lot of other companies I saw some too. journalists tweeting about it. And I was, I was like, God, I like so sad because it's just like, God, journalists just get taken out without even knowing. And it was I, – I can't remember who it was that I was who, – whose tweet I read, but she was one of the um, BuzzFeed reporters who focused on, like, mental health. And yeah. they actually, actually, like, carved out that space, and they really invested in it recently. So, like, can you think about how, like, excited you would be to, like, get to work on that and, like, have this money that's actually, like, yours to work with, and then you just don't have the job? Like, that broke my heart because I can – I just – you know, I've definitely been in positions where I've been really excited about my work and then, like – can't work there anymore. Yeah. So it's just that was really hard. So shout out to all the journalists who are still getting by. Yeah. Uh job stuff is just not cool. <laughs> um do you know Cupcake? Have I talked to you about Cupcake? She's my favorite female rapper. I feel like you have talked to me about Cupcake. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she's like a youngin. She's like 22, I think. She's like a baby. Good for her. Yeah. And she's just out here <laughs> rapping about like sex positivity and like Duck Duck Goose is about like playing Duck Duck Goose on the top of the heads of penises. And I'm just like, girl, go off. Oh my God, that's really funny. We should, I, like we should just listen to like a whole bunch of cupcake songs and you should just report back how you All right. feel. That's All right. Great. I can do that time. tonight. Well, anyway, <laughs> she like had tweeted about like having suicidal ideations and then mm-hmm. she went off the grid for a little bit and then we had to like there was like Twitter was losing their shit they were like where's Cupcake we gotta find her we don't oh, know if she's no. safe and then she went to the hospital got out like a, like three or four days later and she's been like healthily growing and like figuring herself out now so it's like really cool to like watch oh. her go through this process because she is like this icon for all of these young like mm-hmm. some like mostly like queer like young like girls like guys whatever but like young people mm-hmm. and so it's wild because it's like you I feel some type of way about people feeling that kind of way mm-hmm. even even if I do experience that sometimes like people shouldn't have to feel like that especially people who are in the spotlight are experiencing that they should have the services they should be mm-hmm. getting the help there should be people checking in on them the way that we check in on each other. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, human beings aren't checking in on human beings the way that we should. And... Too much technology. It's too much going on. I just... <sighs> makes me sad. Drake and Soldier Boy are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, first of all... <laughs> as somebody who's not always on top of pop culture game... Drake and Soldier Boy are friends. 
No. Like, how are they fighting? Like, they're fighting. Like, they're not getting along currently. Like, so like, Soldier Boy. What happened? What did Soldier Boy do? Because we know so he remember, does some stuff. So remember how Soldier Boy was releasing that game system? <laughs> remember how he was releasing that game system? Yes. How could you forget? So how I guess he's forget? been like going on this entrepreneur thing and he's been on like the <laughs> breakfast club and like all of these like black outlet mediums yeah. saying wild shit that for some reason makes a lot of sense and that's what got me was like he was like have who's out here doing black entrepreneurship who's in the rap game who's just not slinging money and just doing rap stuff and doing drugs nobody's trying to build their own business nobody's trying to do that it's all the old rappers who are doing it and none of the new rappers are doing it and i was like you're correct <laughs> And I'm still confused. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) Like, what's going on? But he's been, like, so mad because he was calling people out for using um, the Seven Rings song. I guess she used a beat from Pretty Pretty Boy Swag. Uh, And so she was mad about that. And he was just like, there's so many memes going on. I'm just like, Soulja Boy coming back is my favorite thing in the whole entire world. That's so funny. I just, my my 2007 self But then why is he fighting with Drake? Drake did something. Drake's always been doing something. You know, he always getting on somebody's nerves. That's for damn sure. He's grooming young girls. Like, he's a mess. Like, we can't talk about him No, we can't, we can't, we can't. Ariana Grande is dropping a new album. Literally... The day that we're recording, the next day, so it's going to be tomorrow is when she's dropping an album. A new album? A new album. Didn't she just do that? Yeah. I really, I don't know. I don't care about her like other people do. I do. I have a problem. I'm trying to let it go, but I'm not. That's okay. I think that you should definitely just, you know, be yourself. Yeah. I just have to be myself. Very and fair. myself just doesn't care about Ariana Grande. I just, I stand and I can't let go. Okay. Okay. Um, Towards the end of the month, I feel like I was jumping around, but like the end of the month, there was like the Native American activist, Nathan Phillips, mm-hmm. who was... um in front of the Capitol, who was, like, trying to break up the fight between the um, black... I can't remember what they were doing. It was, like, the the little kids in the MAGA hats. Mm, And then um, he was sitting in front of them, and there's that viral video of him, like, chanting, and that kid in his face, like, chanting, like, yelling back Trump, 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 or whatever. Mm -hmm, And mm so um, that happened, which sparked a huge debate, and it was giving a whole bunch of grace to the kid because they think it's, like... Teenage boys slash kids all the way, teenage boys who are white, who are, like, boys being 24 years old and younger, Mm. get so much grace for doing stupid shit all the time. Like, I don't know why nobody is held accountable. It's really irritating. It might have to do with money. I don't know. But... It it's bothers like that me. One guy, that stupid one guy who raped that girl. Exactly. Um, at Penn State, and he was a swimmer, and they were yeah. like, "We're gonna ruin his career." Oh my and god! It's like just his for life. like a couple minutes of what did they say? It was like a couple minutes of, of lapse judgment or something like that. Bad decisions. Like, it was, was just like, like, "Yo, we're talking about rape, though." Like it's I just couldn't figure out how they got there. I just couldn't get there. I don't know how they got yeah. there. Um, whiteness. That's how they got there. A lot of um, people who are murdered by the police slash by white people and got who got away with it. Um, Trayvon Martin's birthday was recently. So was Sandra Bland's recently. Mm-hmm. But um, just like that with the like fucking Martin Luther King's birthday, who was That's also right. murdered by the police. <laughs> right, 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 um, right. But like that slew of things and how many people like the uh, what was it the NRA posted about Martin Luther King Day and it was just kind of like you don't care you don't like care. you don't care the you police care. department does not care like so many people 
use his messages, message and like whitewash him as like this black Jesus that all white people can turn to and be like, he was such a pinnacle of like peace and judgment and all black people should like aspire to be him when it was like, Martin Luther King was out here trying to burn stuff down too and let's not forget that. But um, that happened in January and I was mad as hell about it. Uh, one good thing about Martin Luther King Jr. Day was that I was sent reparations by some people and I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm getting my reparations Finally. for Black History Month. We're living. Finally. <laughs> this is a holiday I can enjoy. <laughs> Finally, white people doing the right things living. and sending me money. That's I was, so every time I heard that little ding from my phone, <laughs> I was like, it's the best holiday of my life. <laughs> I feel that. Like, Actually, I'm truly grateful, though, because I'm using that for some creative projects. So that's nice. Love that. I was like, you know what? If they give me reparations and I'll, like, actually, like I'm going to invest it in, like, my creative work. So. I love that. I love that you're get, taking the reparations that white people have stolen from us due to historical slavery and PTSS, post-traumatic slave syndrome, for the people who don't read. I was just um, talking about this the other day. Right. Wow. Like, y'all need to understand that. Okay. We'd be going through stuff. But we'll get more into that into the burnout section. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so um, Josie Smollett, the guy from Empire, was attacked right. by um, white people um, who were being homophobic, yeah. calling him the F word and all those other things, and then also hung a noose around his neck when they were trying to beat him up. So it was like this black gay infiltrated like combo thing that like a lot of people in the community were like, oh, they did it because he was black. And then like the gay community was like, oh, they did it because he was gay. And then my black gay ass was like, it could be both. <laughs> so. Just like you. Just like me. <laughs> oh my God. Like that's so shocking. Wild. Um, and then we're going to close out with Kamala Harris. And Cory Booker announced that they were going to run to be the Democratic presidential candidate, which, woo. Yo. I'm not going to get political today. Not today. Not today. Not with not with all of the things that have already happened. Yeah. But Black <laughs> History Month has been pretty lit so far. It's lit. So we can just get into that at another date because I'm sad now and I don't know how to come out of it. Just like, let's just, um, I think we got to take a break. We got to take a break because <laughs> I'm sad. So we're at the grown folks table. I love being here. It's such a great time to be here. Yeah, it's always real nice. It's like nicely set up. Yeah. I really love this cloth. It's one of my favorites. It's like, I'm pretty sure Daniel puts this out for us every single time. So I'm recognized, like, I feel at home. Like, I think it's actually specific to our gig. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's a good cloth. they don't do this for everyone. It's if, probably just like a really sad, cold table for other people, but not for this grown folks table. We have this cloth. <laughs> I feel like. If we do, like, a live show, which might be happening sooner than later. Oh, my God. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, we should, like, just bring the cloth with us. Well, we will. We have to. Even this if is a they don't cloth. let us, I'll sneak in here in the middle of the night, and I'll get this cloth. Jack Straw, if you're listening, we didn't steal the cloth. We didn't. In fact, we're disappointed in those individuals just as much as you. <laughs> so... We're at the grown t- <laughs> folks table talking about burnout. Yo, it is real. It's real out here. So I know we were gone for a month. And I think 
what was happening <laughs> was that <laughs> we have a hypothesis for how that happened. It was like we tried to schedule things. We did. And then our lives were extremely hectic. They were. And then bad things were happening all at the same time. Everywhere. And we didn't know what to do. I cried. I cried a lot. I cried so much. I, when you think about the places you've cried, I have to I kind of have to start thinking about the places I haven't cried. Right. At this point, like Uber, check. Uh, <laughs> bus, all the time. Grocery store, absolutely. In front of wine. In Always in front of wine. Like in front of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> bus stop, cry. Right. You know, elevator, oh my gosh, elevator in your building, cry. <laughs> A lot. Like, I didn't I see somebody entering the elevator? I'm like, you bitch. Right. I was about to get my cry on. So then you're silently crying. It's mm-hmm. like the tears are falling down and they're pretending not to notice. When you know they notice and you just want to scream, I can see you <laughs> seeing me seeing you. Okay. And like. My favorite place <laughs> to cry at my job is in the bathroom where oh, I literally classic. will be in the bathroom and I'll start like crying and it'll be like a loud sob and if a kid is like in the other room yeah. I'll come out and they were like were you crying and I just nod my head yes and keep walking you just keep, yeah like I'm just like I'm not like I'm not gonna lie to you no that would be ridiculous <laughs> I walked into one of the we have like we have uh, bathrooms that have stalls and whatever and then we have like the single bathrooms mm-hmm. that are you know just like all genders you right. know like regular bathrooms you have in your home and <laughs> I was in one of those I walked in closed the door cried for 15 minutes sobbed <laughs> For like 15 minutes and then just had to like tell myself a new narrative to the, so that I would stop crying and went downstairs, made a smoothie and just pretended it didn't happen. Right, because that's all you can and do. And nobody asked any questions and I drank my green smoothie in peace. That's how natural it is for me to cry in public now. It's wild. It's amazing. Yeah. I haven't cried at my desk in a mm, few days. <laughs> but yeah, it's like... That release is important, but it, like, also plays into the fact that we're living in this, like, very hard world. Like, it's just hard for us to, like, engage in anything else or have time to do other things. And, like, I think because our schedules were so hectic and we kind of, like, were super gung-ho, all of a sudden the podcast became something that was on the back burner, which is why we're talking about burnout because we got to talk about things and be transparent and vulnerable. I love being vulnerable. It gives me peace because I realize (laughs) after I post the episodes, people are like, I felt that too. I'm like, wow, I'm really not alone out here. Yeah, no, it's true. When you start, like, actually being in L.A. for the past few days, like, I was among two of my friends who are very, very open about, like, their mental health and, like, Mm -hmm. how they're actually doing and how they've been in the past and everything. Like, we have really transparent conversations about depression and anxiety. But, like, just being in a space where you can, like, constantly talk about that made me feel so much better. I was just like, this is a normal thing for normal people. Right. Like, we're all just experiencing the same kinds of things about different things. And, like, it doesn't make any sense, but we're all thriving in spite of it. And it just really made me feel a lot better. It's just, like... Right. Vulnerability is just like magic. It's so magical. It's kind of like warm and fuzzy. You start right. feeling bonded to people. It's just like connections. Wild. Permanent <laughs> connections because you remember in that moment how you felt and then you can carry that on for the rest of your life. And it doesn't matter if you don't like really hang out with the person, but you no. remember that one time. That moment. And, and you, you cherish that moment. You right. write poetry about that moment. Exactly. And you put it on Instagram. Of course. Mm, those Love are some it. good moments. But... <laughs> We can talk about what burnout is. So 
from a service provider perspective, burnout is when you've worked so much with a client, you get like um, secondary like trauma. So it's like you absorb kind of the experiences you're talking about. So like, for example, me at work, like Mm -hmm. my kids constantly are just laying in their emotional trauma on me. Mm -hmm. Like we'll be talking about something and when my kids will be like, this reminds me about the time my dad was beating me. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, whoa, that's wild. (laughs) I know that happens to me at the jail. It's not as constant as you, but every t- <laughs> like every Tuesday I, when I go, like it's interesting because we're writing poetry and we write usually write poetry about just like things that have happened to us. Right. And so they don't even need to be vulnerable. They can just tell me what's happened to them and oh my gosh, the things that they've just been telling me. I'm like in the moments I'm just like, yeah, of course, I'm here to listen to you and just like hold all these stories mm-hmm. for you. But when I leave, I'm like I feel so awful. <laughs> about what has happened to these precious souls like it is oh my it's just a lot right it is it is really just not an experience right. i can describe and then there's burnout that's not in the social service like sector which is just that constant need to finish and do stuff and then it turns out to start looking like um Aaron paralysis where you start pushing off small things instead of like do like so you can do the big things or you can focus on big things are you like come home and immediately go to sleep and then you wake up and you just go to work and you come back and you immediately go to sleep because you don't have the energy to do anything else Isaac you didn't have to attack me in that moment <laughs> I'm attacking myself <laughs> I feel like I've done I was telling my manager the other day I was like I've been working consistently from like 7 a.m. in the office, like I get to the office by right. 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. for weeks now. Not at the office to 11 p.m., but like the amount of things that I have to do until that time. It's like 11 p.m. where I'm finally like, okay, now decompress, which right. is like 15 minutes of me drinking lavender chamomile tea. <laughs> and then I promptly go to sleep. Right. Like that's my day. And I was just like, and that was right before I left for LA. And I was like, you don't know how badly I need to step away right now. <laughs> it's like wild because I was reading an article um, before we started recording. And I was like, yo, like burnout is like what we're going through. And that's like just something that we're sharing right now. And we could bond over it maybe. But then I was like, yo, I haven't done laundry. Like it was like talking about the Aaron paralysis thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, I haven't done laundry since last year. I have too many damn clothes. First and foremost, gotta watch that one show with um old girl who's like, does this bring you joy? And then you throw it away. Oh, the Marie Kondo thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Can't. I can't do that. I'm not. It's just not who I things. am. Not me. Sorry, that's for. I'm not watching that. Not me. <laughs> it's just not me. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about this Aaron paralysis, but when I think about it, it's why I literally never buy groceries. Exactly. Like yesterday, I got home and I was like, there are actually nothing. There's nothing to eat here. <laughs> like, like truly, there's nothing to eat here. And then, um, and then, like today, I woke up and was like, "There's still nothing to eat here," and it's become a real problem. And it, I got frustrated with myself because I was like, "Why don't you ever buy groceries? Because groceries would make your life so much easier." Right. But I literally never buy them. It's the last thing I want to do, and it's the last thing I'll ever get to, which is why I never get to it. But we have to buy groceries after this because the snow apocalypse. <laughs> That's going to happen. I can't starve. (laughs) We can't die like this. I can't. I can't let three inches of snow kill me. Nope. No. Don't have to go. No, 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 no. I I can't. Um, But yeah, but I was also reading, there's this like article on BuzzFeed about 
millennials being the ones who have like um, burnout culture and mm-hmm. like because of the like existential crises that go on in the world at large it's causing us to burn out faster and mm-hmm. feel like we have to do a lot of self-care or do a lot of things that are going to bring us that fuel to keep doing stuff mm-hmm. which a lot of us don't have and it's showing through twitter and like other mediums and stuff like that but there was a really cool response to it by another buzzfeed art um like Per, what do you call those people who give to philanthropists? No, jo- journalists who write for articles. They're like contributors. That's the word I was trying to find. I was like, wow. you could have literally said writers. I could have said writers. <laughs> I don't know why. That's, why I, that's like, why I was like, he must be thinking of a word that's not as common as writer, reporter, contributor. So I was like, philanthropist? <laughs> I was struggling. I don't Ooh, know what was going that on. That was a good little moment for but us. But Tiana Clark, she wrote, This is what Black Burnout looks like, which is this really dope article where she gives like actual examples of how there is a polar difference between like black women who are experiencing burnout comparative to the rest of the world. Ooh. Because black women have to go through the existential crisis of just being black in America, where it's like, I'm paralyzed by police officers. Mm-hmm. I'm not paralyzed by how much stuff I have to get done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I hear another black gay man is murdered by a random white person who's not going to jail for it, mm-hmm. of course I don't want to do my paperwork. Right. Like things like that where now I think it's more common for white people to recognize and feel that, but for different reasons. It's completely because it's like everything is oversaturated and everything feels like there's a lot to go on and like it's taxing and it like affects us all differently. Mm-hmm. But I think it affects white people in a way that they've never been affected before. But I wouldn't know I'm not white. I'm not white. Well, <laughs> you see me question my entire identity right, you were like, that is true. I, I said it oh my gosh it's like I've, I've obviously been around too many white people recently who've just been like well you're half white because I just internalized that and was like I am white like I really just like that was my white voice I love white your white voice. voice that was my favorite thing oh my gosh I didn't even know that existed until it came out um, oh, that's anyways funny. I'm not gonna get into it there's no time for this today right. we're on burnout not identity crises which no, is a little related they're but. pretty much there <laughs> like, but that's not what we so, go do there was a um, quote that I like crafted into our schedule that I wanted to read because I felt like it <laughs> encompassed what we could talk about, which is... A reading by th- Isaac Sanders. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm so ready. This is what my black burnout looks like. And while Peterson's article discusses Aaron paralysis at length and describes not being able to take her shoes to the cobbler, I clench up and freeze every time I see a cop car driving behind me. I carry a different weight that stalls me. That was, okay, I'm sorry. That was so soothing. <laughs> like, the topic is not something I want to hear, you know, before bed, but the voice? <laughs> like, that was, and I just read this really great article on ASMR. <laughs> and, like, oh, and how it's, like, blown up. Like, yeah. even Cardi B did a video, you know I live saying? for watching that video when I'm at work. So I just think, I guess, like, we got to do more. <laughs> Yeah, do more soothing things for our re- listeners, not readers. They ain't reading shit. No. Okay, but let's talk about that quote. Yeah, because like I mentioned it a little bit, but it's like 
when I get caught up in things, it's not, it's more existential. It's more of like what's going on in the macro world, yeah. not in my individual life. Now, when things start hitting my individual life mm-hmm. that like correspond with what's going on in the bigger picture, Absolutely. that's when I'm like, gotta go. See you later. Get out. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that must be why, like, when regular ass shit happens to me, I can find myself in the worst existential crisis of my life. Right. Like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying that, like, you know, people, uh, you know, choosing not to invest in your career mm-hmm. is a regular thing, but it feels regular to me. Right. Because <laughs> it's happened enough. And, <laughs> like, in those scenarios, like, I, it just takes me, like, from like zero to 100 in spin out because I'm just like, this is happening to black women everywhere all the time. Why aren't we valued? Why don't people want to give us money? Why don't, like, all of these things, like, it just really, like, takes me six levels higher than I should be in, like, anger, frustration, and depression Mm -hmm. that, like, I'm out for the rest of the week. Like, it just is so, man. Because that's the same thing. Like, the Jesse Smollett thing. pisses me off. Yeah, the Jesse Smollett thing, like, yeah. When that happened was at the same time as a coworker of mine, like retelling a story, but saying like a white woman, a white older woman saying nigger, like mm. blatantly saying that. And mm-hmm. me being like, those are words that people use to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Those are words that you use to hurt people who look like me. Jesse Smollett just got almost lynched because people were calling him a nigger and a faggot. I will fight. Like it was just like. But I couldn't do that because professionalism and being in the workspace that I am. But I literally went to my supervisor and I was like, hey, do something about this. And nothing was done. And now I'm not going to be working there for much longer. And that is what we call the result of January. The result of January. Trash fire. (laughs) Trash fire. But it's like things like that where we literally get stalled by things like words or like Mm -hmm. moments in time that like – We'll, like, probably miss a history book. But at that moment in time was so, like, impactful that it, like, shuts my whole entire life down. Like, my week gets screwed up when something bad happens in the news. And bad things happen in the news consistently. Every minute of every day. Like, I don't even know how to breathe sometimes. Like, there's not enough joy for me to keep, like, moving half the time. If I'm reading the same news article, it's like, oh, Cardi B is in Harper Bazaar, and she looks bomb as fuck, and I'm living. Right underneath that is some crazy-ass article about somebody being oppressed. And I'm just like, well, can't enjoy these photos. I just can't. Like, I just feel like I'm just tired all the time. I'm tired all the time. Like, I have so much to do, and I really want to do it. And I think if I was well-rested, right. <laughs> I could do it. But, like, I just can't. Like, I can't get home from work and do more stuff anymore like I mm. used to be able to do. Like, I just get home and I just think about doing that stuff. And it just makes me so tired. And I'm like, I can't. And also, like, I'll even try. And, like, I just am not in a space anymore to, like, push through that exhaustion. Like, right. it is the wall. Like, I hit that wall and I'm just, like, me sitting on my laptop is literally just me sitting on my laptop. Nothing is getting done. I'm not getting anything written. I'm not getting anything checked off the list. I'm just working to work at this point. And, like, so I've been getting better at lately just being, like, well, if you've already hit the wall, like, you have to sleep. You yeah. have to, like, stop working. It just doesn't make any sense to – because then if I do that, like, promptly, like, at 8 p.m., think about how much sleep you can get and actually feel rested for the next day. Like, right. that's what I've been trying to tell myself. But I feel like burnout – Especially for me, I don't know if this is the same for you, but it feels like this 
overwhelming tiredness that like doesn't go away regardless of how much sleep I get. Like I woke up today and I was like, wow, I like passed out at like 1030 and I was like, good night. <laughs> See y'all. Night night. <laughs> and I was like, bye. <laughs> but then I woke up this morning and I was like, wow, I feel like shit. Like and I was like, it was like 730 and I was like, wow, I got like at least nine hours. You feel like shit because you slept too much or? Because I woke up. Oh yeah, that's regular. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I I totally get what you're saying. I think that those feelings are different to me. Like I'm, I feel burnt out all the time. Like that's kind of like the new normal. Oh, that no. sounds really bad. That sounds. Horrible. But it's kind of like the new normal right now, just because like there's there's just no end in sight of like, kind of I don't know what I would call a shit storm, <laughs> but like my life has been you know I'm a work in progress and <laughs> and like. So, like, I just, I feel that level of exhaustion constantly, okay? I feel that constantly. But then there's another layer of, like, normal people exhaustion where you're just actually really, really tired because I don't sleep a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I just get too anxious to sleep. So I just either I'm, like, wake up constantly or I just don't fall asleep and I just go through the night awake. And so, um, like, and then there's that that exhaustion on top of it. So if I can, like, take that one down, it makes the burnout more manageable right. because like I, I can tell the difference when I'm like burnt out exhausted and burnt out exhausted on top of not sleeping it's like a different kind of madness like I I don't recommend it to any friend no <laughs> well the next not even if, an enemy not even an enemy look people <laughs> like, I need to sleep I just think people need to yeah get that you can't be my nemesis unless you're sleeping <laughs> I'm afraid of the things that you would do without sleep. Yeah, like I feel like it would start getting like yeah. more demented it because be. you don't have rest. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I was looking at other articles and they were talking about ways to navigate burnout, which is more of like the saying no to things and like protecting your energy. I'm sorry, I don't believe in those. No, because it's. <laughs> And I think it goes back to that article of, like, being a black person or, like, just being a marginalized identity. Like, a lot of the times, in my experience, like, if somebody gives me an opportunity, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to do as many extra things so you don't take it away from me. Uh, hello. That's, like, (laughs) I thought that's what everybody did. And I've realized in... Like, as time has gone on, that not a lot of people do that. And it's with the more more privilege that you have, you feel more entitled to things that you get. And so you take advantage of them. In my mind, you can't take advantage of anything because it will be swiped away from you at any point in time or somebody will murder you in the street. Both things. Yeah. Those are my two existential crises. I just feel like saying no is a myth. Like, like, listen, I say no to some things, but like... (laughs) But, like, work, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. If I am trusted with more responsibility, I'm going to take it. Like, that's exciting to me. And, like, if I, I also just know that I'm capable of anything. So I also just want to do everything. Right. And it's hard for me to say no because I'm just like, no, I can. And then, like, and then I actually look at the things that I have in front of me and I'm like, actually, no one human being should do all of these things. And that's just kind of how I run my everyday life. Like, right. I'm constantly, like quadruple booked as far as responsibilities go and then I just kind of just like try to chip at it over time while adding more things in there a little bit of a rotation I like to call it Uh, (laughs) but I just find like saying no is a myth like that's what they used to tell me at Amazon like the people who thrive are the people who can like say no but it's like but you don't understand if someone asks me to do something as part of my job 
I've got to keep my job. Right. If I say no, you can use, use that, that against, against me. me. <laughs> like, at any but point if I say I'm... yes and I succeed, I should be able to grow probably at the slower rate than my white peers, but right. much slower rate than my white peers. So that five more times. Just a really, really, really fucking slow rate compared to my white peers. Let's get even more specific. I'm just saying. <laughs> white women be ruining me. <laughs> be taking my promotions. Be taking my jobs. But if I just keep saying yes. <laughs> you can't take anything away. You probably still could. Yeah, you're right. It's just, yeah, it's interesting. Like, that's not, I don't think that's a really, that's a good example of how to avoid burnout. No, and I think specifically for, like, black people, because that's one of the things that we share, is, like, going through the world and recognizing that, like, my burnout feels different because I'm burnt out in ways that other people are not going to fully understand. You're not going to understand why I'm super, super sad. Like, I can try and call in black Right. And be like, I can't come into work today because another black person got murdered by the police. Or I can't call in because another black trans woman is dead. Right. Like, I can't do those things because I work in an agency full of white or non-black people. Right. I work with people who do not get my struggle or don't see me as this full being. They see me as this quirky, like, queer, like, child, like, God. I don't know. The kids confusing. love me. <laughs> the kids love me. They would, yeah. But it's like I'm fun and I I can bring good energy, but I'm also tired and this is all a facade and I actually want to go to sleep and never wake oh back gosh. up. But not in like the sense of like go to sleep and never wake back up. It's like I don't want to live I just anymore. Wanna I just want to rest. I just want to take a nap. Rest. Like I, yeah, I, oh, yes, I hate that. People always want my positive energy. And I don't have Listen, that. Listen, I am great, okay? I get it. I love hanging out with me too. I'd like to hang out with me more without you. Right. Like, if I could just sit by myself. That's just the point. Like, I want to stay home and not deal with your white ass when your white ass killed all these other black people. Exactly. Like, I just, don't you understand why I don't want to hang out with you? Like, don't you understand why I don't want to labor for you? Don't you? Why not? I don't understand. I feel like it's really clear. I'm just, I'm so angry today. But it's like one of those (laughs) things because the the reason why burnout is such a hard thing is because it's like, when I think of burnout, I think of like, it's a fire. Like, you are on fire and you're, like, fizzling out because you've tried to keep everything around you warm and you've tried to be useful as much as you can. But at this point, your flame is, like, this much. When I say this much, I have my fingers together. Yeah, and it's very, like very small. small. Very, very small. small. I might put emoji, like, the one where the fingers are like this and you know they're actually <laughs> yeah, not, touching. They're not touching. That's how small Very it is. small. And you're just <laughs> trying to keep that lit for the rest of your life. And you can't do that. You can't sustain that. A little pilot like light, if you mm-hmm. will. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> If you will. It's just it's, horrible. It's a nightmare. But, like, to overcome it looks like a lot of, like, therapy and a lot of, like, how am I going to sustain? Like, when am I going to get to that point Do where I'm driving? Do you have any supplements <laughs> I had to order the other day? Like, <laughs> like, I am slowly but surely getting deteriorated. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to start taking lavender capsules lavender <laughs> like that's how bad it is because it's like apparently like a, it's like research has shown that it's like a natural xanax like it has the same effect on your body as xanax Do I need those? so you don't have to take it every day but like it's basically when you're like oh my gosh all this anxiety is in me you can take lavender i'm just like i love that i've gotten to this point in my life 
where I need lavender in a in a capsule form. Because like, I already use the essential oil. I burn all of the uh, incense. Like, homegirl has lavender all over her body right now. <laughs> and I'm still like, let's put it inside, too. Like, let's see if we can just completely get rid of this anxiety. I can't. You guys, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Just, I'm so burnt out. <laughs> it's so wild. And I think... That's what happens. And then the first self of your, like, multiple faceted being is your creative self. You can't do creative work if you're burnt out. There's no possible way you can fuel projects if you're in a state of burnout at all points in time. Which explains where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's, like, the worst thing ever. But it's, like... Yeah, that creative stuff is what really, like, opens you up to everything else. Mm -hmm. Like, it's what keeps you going. Like, I actually think that creativity is, like, more energizing than sleep. Right. Like, it's so addictive, too. It's an addictive feeling. But, like, you can't get there if you never have time to do it. Right. You can never, like, oh, man. When I get into, like, a routine of writing, I actually feel energized all the time. Just energized by my mind. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, when I'm working too much and doing too damn much, like, I just never get there. It's the last thing I get to because it takes the most out of me, but it also, the rewards are much greater than what I put in, but I just, you know, I never have time. Right. It's so sad. It is sad. <laughs> this is a sad episode. But, oh God. But the thing is, and I think what is important is that those creative times will come. It's like always believing that there's like light at the end of the tunnel, which is difficult to see, especially when you're burnt out. Yeah. Like right now I'm in this like area of transition in a lot of different areas of my life. Same. It's wild. It's and. It's so wild. And it's like, at this point, I'm like, wow, I'm dying. And I feel like, I feel like there's a part of me that's like really falling apart. But it's like, it's almost like I'm shedding a skin and I'm like a snake and I'm like slithering around and running into shit and like hoping that the skin comes off because, you know, I like to look flaky. Um, Wow, I don't feel like that. I do. (laughs) Like, I don't feel like that. I feel like that so much. But yeah, it's like trying to shed this level of. Like this level, like I'm leveling up. I'm trying to That's get on my true. Sierra shit. You're leveling and up. And so hopefully that comes with a new sense of not feeling burnt out. Do you feel like there are things you can do to help? Like, like we've already said, like saying no is not it's an not adequate realistic. solution. But like, are there things that you feel like, like I feel like recently, um, things that are realistic for me are just like, just telling myself, you know, it's okay. You didn't get to do that today because you can always try and doing it tomorrow and then just like but having that like I'm like okay it's okay for you to stop doing like trying right now and then I have tea and tea helps like (laughs) it's just like I feel a little bit better which I mean it's a small thing but I'm just like I look forward to that because then it's like at that point I'm just like okay it's it's really okay that you didn't get to everything you wanted to get to and you were too tired today or you didn't even get to one thing like it's okay you can just get to it tomorrow I think a lot of the times I find myself now because one of my favorite video games just dropped. So I'm like sitting there and I'm like, oh, Isaac, you have all these things to do. And it's like, okay, but you can take video game breaks. Like there's times where you can literally like unplug your brain Mm -hmm. and put it into something else and then like just deal with that for a second. Or like watching a TV show and just like unplugging for a second. Now, Mm -hmm. granted, those things cost money, but... I have that privilege to be able to buy these things and do these things. Like, I love going to concerts because I love feeling energy and, like, all of these people in one room feeling kind of the same energy and pushing out the same vibe. Like, feeling connected to other people, even though I'm not talking to them, gives me a lot of energy. 
or like experiencing something gives me a lot of energy. I've been outside a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> like just feeling like the wind on my face or even feeling cold. Like at least I'm alive and I can feel my fingers. Oh, I hate cold. Like I hate it. But <laughs> like if I'm like out hiking, looking at things and I'm working hard and I'm cold, like I'm just like, wow, Isaac, you're living, you're breathing, you're a human being who de- like deserves all of these things. It gets me kind of like, it gives me enough energy to go to the next workday and be like, wow, you're draining me of my soul. But my soul was like at least filled for a little bit. Yeah, that's, yeah. I got massages. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, you know what? This is not something like that I do often enough and... I have insurance to cover it, so it's not even, like, it's that expensive for me because I have that privilege. So, like, I was just, like, one week I was, like, I'm going to get a massage this week. And then the following week I was, like, I'm going to get a massage again. <laughs> like, I just – I came back and I walked in and my massage therapist looked at me and I was just, like, I'm back. And she was, like, yeah, I saw you were coming in and I thought either she really enjoyed it or something happened. <laughs> and I was just, like, both. And I laid down. <laughs> like, I'm ready. Let's do it. Like, let's just do it. Right. I just – like, you know, those little things, man, yeah, made a big difference. It does. And I think that should be, like, the biggest takeaway of this conversation is, like, the little things make a huge difference. And though, even though, like, Aaron paralysis is, like, the number one thing that happens, yeah. literally, like, once I do my laundry, I feel like the world might lift. Like, I'll, like, be lifted and I'll be able to fly somewhere and I'll be like, my life is great. Everything's fine. That's how I feel I when clean I clothes. clean up my living room. Right. I'm like, everything's in order and perfect. And then you feel you feel great. Yeah, I need to clean my room, yo. <sighs> it has been a mess for a while, but I'm having a housewarming party soon, so yeah, I can't wait. I'll have to clean up. Sorry if I didn't invite you. <laughs> Don't apologize. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If I didn't invite you, it could be one of two things, and <laughs> I'm about to die. <laughs> one is I forgot, like. <laughs> Listen, I don't always be paying attention, so I could have just actually, it could have been a major oversight, okay? And the other reason is, like, I don't like your ass, and I honestly do not understand why I would bring you to my home if I don't like your ass. And with that, bye. So, Nadia, who made the green beans? Listen, these green beans are so good. (laughs) They've got the love from two individuals, two of all of your faves. Yes, these people hail from the beautiful city of Seattle. Yes. Um, They have a podcast. They do, and also a really killer fashion sense, I might add. Yes. Um, Just beautifully melanated skin. Yes. Beautifully, like... I don't know how it happened. Right. They're both creatives. Okay. They have all of this stuff going on. They have so many projects in the works. They do. They do. You know, they always, like, show up with a smile. Yeah. Not to every event. (laughs) Sometimes they show up with fists. (laughs) Sometimes. They're just sleeping. They're tired. Yeah. But they're there. But they show up. They're present. Period. Yeah. Hard. Stop. <laughs> End of story. And those individuals <laughs> are Ms. Nadia and, well, I mean, I can't say Ms. Isaac Sanders, unless you'd like that. I mean, yes, I'm that bitch. <laughs> I, want, I want to just be like Ms. Nadia and Isaac Sanders. Like, I just want it to be together. Yeah, you know we, I mean? we're one person anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. It's Nadia Sanders <laughs> and Nadia. Isaac Sanders.
That's right. Because <laughs> we're married. Nadia Sanders is kind of funny. Like I, I don't like that. Name. I I feel like it. It's natural. Mm-hmm. We have to get married. Nadia now. Sanders. Okay, we'll see. We'll just keep trying it on different people. <laughs> yes, it's, I'm Isaac, and I'm Nadia Sanders. <laughs> I'm Nadia Sanders. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Okay. So we came up with a ca- question, we aka Nadia was like, "Yo, let's go with this question." So listen, this is what I want everybody to answer. <laughs> This isn't just for me and Isaac. Right. If you could be any plant, or if you could pick a plant that best represents you, mm-hmm. which plant would that be? And I, I, I don't want to limit you. Like, really, you can think outside of the box. Go where you need to go. Right. Um, and choose your plant. Exactly. There's just a lot. The thing is, there's a lot of great <laughs> choices. There is. We've had this conversation multiple times when we've gone plant shopping. Yes. And then we didn't buy plants until the last time we went plant shopping. Then we actually bought plants. We did. I bought $60 worth of plants. Right. I think I was like yeah. in the $20, $30 range. I but think yeah. you were being conservative. I was. I was. I was <laughs> and trying to. I was over-promising. <laughs> I told myself I could keep these alive, but I think I brought too many home to really fulfill that. But I'm going to try. Yeah. We're going to attempt to keep them alive as we are human houseplants who are just trying to keep other houseplants alive by them healing us with giving us more oxygen, um, giving us, like, remedies, cooking materials. Like, we are about to be some resourceful assholes. That's right. I'm growing basil. Right. Soon. Not yet, but it's going to happen. Percy the Parsley is doing well. That's what I like to hear. Yes. Um, I would like to report that Helen and Roosevelt. Yes. Two of my bigger plants. They look over the little ones. <laughs> They're doing <laughs> really well. They're doing really well. They're thriving. They're catching some natural lighting from the window. Mm-hmm. But I was told not to put them right up, right up against the windowsill because it's so cold. Yeah. And that, they, that they'll get too cold. I didn't know that. So I put one on like a side table and it looks really great next to my candles. Right, right, right. And then I have one like on the kitchen counter, you know, towards that window. Right. So it's like... So it's great right now. So my roommate already had a lot of plants um, yeah. and she had like an aloe vera and I have an aloe vera plant. And so my aloe vera plant. Aloe is so in right now. Oh, it's so in right now. It's <laughs> healing. That's the kind of plant I would be. I'd be I an like aloe that. vera plant. <gasps> Yay. Because, you know, I'm out here. I'm growing. I always grow. I'm always getting bigger. There's growth always happening. Okay, okay. But if you break off a little piece of me, get yeah. a little bit of my energy. Girl, get some. I heal your ass. I like that. I'm about it. I'm Lather me onto your body and mm-hmm. I'm like, fix. Like I'll fix you. I'll remedy you. I'll do what I need I to really do. I really love that. I really love that So I think you. I'm an aloe vera plant. All right. I can tell you what I'd be. I think we can all guess. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I is, <laughs> listen. I know the answer because this is, we've talked we've about this We've talked about this before. Times. We've talked about this before. I know without a doubt that I would be an orchid. Yes. Number one, the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your goddamn life. Orchids are like, stunning. every time you stop in your tracks... And you look and you think, damn, why can't I look that good? That's what you're always thinking. Like, I feel like I prompt that in other people constantly, just constantly people stopping, just like overwhelmed. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, it's hard to keep me alive. (laughs) (laughs) That part. (laughs) is a difficult ass plant. This plant is so temperamental. This plant can't decide. Do I want to grow? Do I not want to grow? Do I want to, like, the beginning <laughs> stages of an orchid, there's no flower. You just have to wait. It's like a, it's like waiting for the end game. Right. You literally invest in an orchid. Like, if you want to take an orchid on, <laughs> you have to wait 
to see the payoff. <laughs> you truly do. It's, it's a lot of work to keep them going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've been on a few... A few rough times. Yeah, sometimes they go through it. Sometimes you might think they're not going to make it this time. The seasons. The seasons right. of orchids are wild. Right, right. But if they are well cared for and if they don't encounter any fuckery. Right. <laughs> zero. They thrive. <laughs> they do really well. They thrive. And I think that that is, yeah, I love, and I think the amount of joy it brings into people's lives. Mm-hmm. Also very, very comparable. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. They smell yeah. great. And also there's like a sense of like, fulfillment keeping an orchid alive like right. it's just like a really it's an accomplished thing it's a beautiful thing you're obviously like you can cultivate just like any plant you want right so that's me yes in a and nutshell. <laughs> just to like bring up old things in the past why are we doing that <laughs> because i think it's important to let all these haters know okay that it is me good and that we can address this <laughs> we can address this in the most diplomatic me and Nadia posted a video on Facebook. That's right. No, actually, it was a po- like it was a Facebook. We had a post. status. Yes, a status. I think I think I had said something about how if anybody needed our guidance on plant design, right? You wanted us to help you select some plants for your space. Doesn't even matter if it's a home. We can mm-hmm. do it any space. Any space. You just let us know because we are those bitches. Right. I'm pretty sure something. Paraphrase. It was paraphrase. It was paraphrase. So many people. Came for us talking about we have fake plants in our homes. I despise you, Liam. <laughs> fake plants in our homes. People mm. saying that we can't keep nothing alive. That's a lie. Our lives are too <laughs> hectic for us to even care about plants. I think that was harsh. <laughs> that was very, very harsh. <laughs> we have plants. They're thriving. They're, They're thriving. living. None of them are dead yet. Absolutely not. I checked on them this morning. They're doing great. I look at mine all the time. Tucked one in last night. Look. Night, night. I might start making skin remedies with my aloe vera. You don't know what I am capable of you at this might. point. I might be doing some bomb-ass photo shoots. Right. You don't know. You don't know anything. You have no idea what might be coming next. And you know all those Instagram videos of those rooms full of plants? That's right. That could be my apartment tomorrow. Listen, I'm having a housewarming party soon, and I am asking my attendees to bring plants. Right. This That's is the best shot I have at a jungle. Right. The only goal. The <laughs> The only Literally goal take me jungle. home <laughs> to the jungle. I want me to walk into my apartment yeah. and there be its own like. I want there to be wildlife like you wouldn't believe. Okay, hold on, wait. <laughs> Let's stop right there. Because if I walk into your apartment and something starts swinging from like your different Listen, plants, I will call the it's police. It's a friend. <laughs> it's a friend. Mm-hmm. If you got a random ass animal in your house. Honestly, they're not that random. <laughs> like, perfectly curated. <laughs> Wildlife set up in my home. It's like a little mini zoo. <laughs> I that will not would be visiting. Be I'll be so scared. so fun, though. That would be dope if we had like little like um, little, sugar gliders. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> yeah, but I, on, I honestly just want them to be able to live outside. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll just stick to plants. Right. That's the only reason. <sighs> But yeah, so yeah, if you were a houseplant, what would you be? Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, yeah. on Facebook, um, on the Insta, you know. We have an email. Hit us up at thetablepod.com. At gmail.com, yes. Yeah. The table pod. Yes. Hit us up. Well, Let us know what kind of plant you'd be. Also, if you ever were thinking, hey, Isaac and Nadia deserve a plant, there is a plant delivering service. 
Yeah. Send us plans. I will literally live if I got a shit ton of plans. So let me just like, we'll just like wait for you to reach out for our addresses. Yeah. We need to get like a table podcast um, P.O. box for people to send us plants. We deserve that. Or you could send it to my work. Oh my gosh, if I got a plant at work, that'd be so cute. We should create this like... You buy a plant and send it one. Like those schemes where you like buy a book and you send it out to one side oh. so you receive like 32 of them. That's what we should Wait, start. Don't announce it as a scheme. It's <laughs> a scam. <laughs> we talked about this fr- like yeah. fire. Like Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're not going to sit there. You know we wouldn't get away with it. <laughs> we're too we transparent. <laughs> we're too transparent. <laughs> All right. So yeah, but also send us questions. You oh know? yeah, also send us questions. Like, you can um, send them with the plant if you want. Of course, <laughs> we'll answer. Um, if you have questions about plants, we have answers now. We always do. Mm-hmm. We're going to become horticultural people. Horticulturalists. Cultural. There you go. Culturalists. Culturalists. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and I can also answer an array of questions about. Real Housewives of Atlanta. You've been really pushing one through that. Through ten, I finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of Listen, you. Listen, I can now answer any question that you have about any of those housewives. I know them like I know the back of my hand. Their family. Shout out to Candy, who's the real deal. She's the only one. Um, Cynthia, who like truly is really good at avoiding drama. <laughs> like, really just even-keeled soul. It's like, literally, they'll Could bring it. Cynthia in to cause drama, and Cynthia will just, just listen just to somebody, like, hold the information, and then leave. Just leave, and then I'm she'll just be like, mm-mm. Like, in confessional. And I'm just like, you literally, like... <laughs> Had the no things part will in blow that. up, and she'll just yeah. be sitting there like, "I knew all of this information was going to come out like this, oh and gosh. I'm not even here to mediate. I'm just going to watch shit burn the fuck down." My favorite are the liars. Oh my gosh, the liars who are just like, "I never said that," and then they play the clip, and it's like, "That's actually legitimately exactly what you said." Like, I love those because they're so confident in how much they didn't like they didn't say that. Like. Portia comes to mind. <laughs> She's just like, who said that? Who? And then all of a sudden they're like, that was that was you, Portia. Portia spun lies from the very beginning. She, when she started oh faking gosh. that whole pregnancy thing about when she got pregnant and all that stuff, oh. I knew that she was going to make great reality television. She <laughs> lies <laughs> about everything. She lies about everything. I just can't. So does Kim Zolciak, though. No, Kim about everything like that group oh yeah anyways so show. send us questions about that show if you'd uh, like like we'll literally answer listen I'll talk about it lives. probably if anybody wants to visit and just talk to me about it for hours like I'll make the time I love that show. I'll take time off work um, yeah. it's one of the best things to happen to me I can literally talk about anything I'm so <laughs> invested in pop culture right now <laughs> you're like I just want to do this forever I never want to stop I never want to stop <laughs> And now we have a skull plate to give you to you <laughs> with green beans that we made. That's literally the only thing we made, though. That's so, the only thing we have. It's just a bag of green beans. I'm not going to lie. Isaac takes a long time to prepare things. I've gotten better at it. Okay, let's what? stop. I made curry. For me? I can give you some. <laughs> oh, like. I made curry. 
Okay, with by a certain yourself. someone, where I'm not gonna. I'm not, no, 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 no. That's a different conversation. Well, a different time. this is why we don't bring anything up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so our to-go plate has green beans. Yes. And also flowers. And flowers <laughs> for people that we have not talked about in a month in because a month. we haven't seen them in a month. Um, I went home. Back to Lawrence and yes. Wichita, Kansas, which is where I went home to. But I visited Lawrence. <laughs> I got to it. see all the people. So, like, flowers to my Lawrence peeps. Mm. Shout out for everybody making time to see me, a.k.a. me showing up to your job to that say what's good. is important. <laughs> yeah. Um, who do I want to give flowers to? I can't even remember the month of January. Well, I mean, flowers to Katie Ellis for going to L.A. with me. Yeah, the Great Escape. That was – and flowers to Gina Lorenz, who hosted, and Andy – who, like, is her boyfriend who just made just really wonderful meals. Like, he's just, he's really amazing. <laughs> like, I can't even, I'm overwhelmed by it because he's gluten-free, so he just, like, cooks everything. Fair. And it just, like, I think he just knows how to cook everything just perfectly so he doesn't miss gluten. Like, everything he cooked, I was like, this is the most delicious, wonderful thing I've ever had. What did you, what did you do? He made gluten-free chocolate chip cookies for us so that we could eat them after we got back from dancing at this like soul funky soul night. We got back. It was really wonderful. I ran into a Lawrence friend. Shut up, what? Yeah, Angie, like Angie from Lawrence, she was there and I just was we just saw each other and we were like and we would have run into each other at like replay and that place was very replay-esque. Like it was oh, really weird. Wow. We were like That's and weird. she was also visiting, so we were both just visiting LA at the same time. But um, we got back, and there were tons of chocolate chip cookies that were gluten-free, and they were the most delicious cookies ever. Like, he takes, like, a block of chocolate and, like, just breaks it up so they're, like, different sized chunks Mm -hmm. of chocolate chips. And then the cookie dough just – it tastes like regular cookie. It's just – I couldn't – I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So anyways, flowers to Andy. I mean, he's the real deal. (laughs) And also to Katie and Gina, but, like, not as many for you because Andy really provided – a lot. She provided meals. <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Joshua Clett. Um, we've been spending a lot of time together, so we just had to shout him out real quick. I'm gonna shout him out. It's like, yeah, it's just a little bit. Um, who else do I want to shout out? Uh, shout out to the three fabulous women that I got to hang out with. In LA from Black Women in Tech. Yeah. So shout out to Lori Mitchell, who's the founder, who's like gonna be doing big things this year. And I'm gonna help them do big things because we revamping the brand and it's gonna that. be lit. I love that. So, so y'all look out for Black Women in Tech and support because there's a lot of really badass Black Women in Tech, like yeah. super badass. And support if you can because like black women one don't get flowers enough Mm-mm. specifically women in tech Mm-mm. in general but like black women in tech really don't get it's a lot of it's real rough and it is real lonely yeah and it is real racist right like oh they told me some stories and i was just like that just like that actually happened like i deal with a lot of microaggressions but there are a lot of aggressive aggressions oh right. my gosh okay so yeah, shout out sh- to them with those flowers just shout out in general to people who can deal with aggression aggressions like not micro but like macro aggressions yeah, that yeah. happen in your workplace and keep a professional face while you're doing it and also shout out to the people of color inside of my workplace who can sympathize with bad things that happen because it happens to people of color in general and we all have that shared experience so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who else gets flowers Uh... (laughs) shout out to people who do like the work 
like the social justice work that like goes underpaid or isn't like actually filtered into what the work that like the work that you're actually doing. So like we have an equity engagement committee and then like in like the youth housing um, network that's in the King County and like the greater like Washington area, there's the undoing institutionalized racism cohort. Mm -hmm. And so we're creating like um, ways to have this like anti-racist like framework within all shelters for like homeless youth mm-hmm. um which i think is really dope which i'm a part of it but there's like all these like really cool people working in different um agencies and stuff like that that do that and like just the existence of it i find like phenomenal although we should be there already mm-hmm. but yeah shout out for all the people for all the people to all the people who are doing that work flowers yeah. um also flowers to you know interviewers who just like you know, treat you like a human. You know what I mean? Like, okay, let me just take you there. You know what I can't stand about interviews is like when they like ask you a bunch of questions without giving you very much context for like right. the space you're gonna exist in. Um, I think that it's just not a really good hiring practice just because like you want the person who you're interviewing to do the best job that they can because you're trying to find the right fit. So shout out to interviews who like get you on the phone, give you context and make it like a conversational experience and not just like a a grilling experience um i just feel like that is worth mentioning because it makes a huge difference right um in everybody's experience like on both sides because then you can just walk out with a new friend and who doesn't want friends right and even <laughs> if, like i know like me right now it's like i i've differentiated the difference between like a friend and like an acquaintance but somebody who's like on the verge of being a friend, I feel like that's how a lot of the interviews I've gone through have, like, ended. I'm like, I could literally be friends with y'all if it wasn't this professional boundary that we're trying to create. Right. But, like, we could be friends at any point in time afterwards. That's, like, that's kind of the nice thing. It's, like, I could consider being your work friend. Right. And I like that. Like, I like that I can picture being friends with you. I don't want to go into a space where it's just, like, wow, I would never talk to that person. Like, you want to have your work friends, even if it doesn't go beyond work, like, you want to have those people in the workplace where you're like, yeah, I could definitely be friends with you. We're, like, both in this for the right reason and doing some, like, really cool stuff. And I think, like, that's important. We should be excited and happy with the people we're with at the workplace. Right, right. All right. Um, Any more flowers? Any lingering flowers? I feel like... There's probably tons of people I'm missing. Right. One flower in particular. Oh, wow. Is Daniel. Daniel always deserves at least one flower. At least one flower. At least one really nice orchid. (laughs) (laughs) That Daniel can take care of. (laughs) Let's hope. Let's hope. hope. Precious cargo. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Daniel showed up today rocking the finest... (laughs) Adidas. A what? <laughs> jumpsuit. <laughs> I just knew it was a jumpsuit. It had to have been a jumpsuit. Because I just knew because, like, Daniel likes to show out. Right. Like, it's not about. It's not about Daniel. Mm-mm. It's not even about us, to be nope, honest. Not at all. It's really more about. Daniel's relationship to a higher power. Exactly. And I've heard him say that many times. Like, he's constantly, he's constantly saying that. It's so, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But I do respect that about him because he's so, like, committed to that. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, he looks like somebody who's part of Run DMC. Like, he just is living. He does. He's He's, living with a bucket hat. I literally. 
literally was about to say it's he's there. wearing that bucket hat mm-hmm. camo, which is an interesting <laughs> pick. Like, I know I'm laughing because it brings me joy yes. to see him so happy yeah, he, in his bucket. He, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Daniel looks so good. He looks so good in his bucket hat. And the drop earrings yes, that have okay. the Adidas symbol on them. I don't know if he got them from Adidas themselves. Or if he just went ahead and made them. Because Daniel is thrifty. Custom. <laughs> thrifty, but he ain't cheap. Uh-uh, not uh-uh. at all. He Only got the that. finest. Only the finest. Only the finest. Jewels. Daniel, yes. Jewels. Just fine jewels. What's really, is he <laughs> really silly is he's wearing these, like, slides <laughs> that, like... Like, with these bright socks, like, with these mm-hmm. bright neon yellow socks. Right. Like, I have actually never really seen socks like that, except for, like, on, like, soccer players. Like, right, on right, intramural right. sports, you know, like, mm-hmm. that I think I have a pair somewhere in my... That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> certainly you can relate. Yeah. He's wearing those socks with slides and just, like, I don't know. He just got a different swag about him today. Very comfortable. Very comfortable. Very confident. It seems yes. the 2019 energy is within him. Yes. Um, I can see that he's already <laughs> accomplished some of his goals. Exactly. Because he's just like walking with his head held high. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the kind of energy that we have to hold and move forward in the year 2019 with. Yeah. Keep Adidas, Daniel, in mind. Always. When you are trying to figure out like, what uh, am I doing? Should I be here? And it's like, yes, you should. You should You should show up like Adidas, Daniel. All the time. Every time. 110%. Every single day. Wow. So let's just like um let's just thank Jack Straw Cultural Center for letting us uh, be fools <laughs> inside of this building at <laughs> all times. All the time. You should have seen me running through the hallways talking about tea. <laughs> you talking about tea. I was running and I screaming that I had to pee and just running down the street. Yeah, they let us do that and I really appreciate about appreciate that <laughs> about them. Yo, I've been having mad issues with my mouth talking faster than my brain. Yeah, it's wild today. It's crazy. I just don't know what's going on. Um, announcements. What's going on in the future? Listen, next week, Yes, I'm performing a spoken word set in a showcase called Show Out. And it's going to be all black artists doing some kind of performance that's like based on a written work. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a lot of different stuff. Like it's going to be very creative, very, very, very black. Yes. Shout out to Black History Month. Yes. And I'm going to try some some new things. So I'm real excited. I can't wait to enter that space. I'm really stressed out because I need to work on it a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I also know myself and I know my worth. Yep. And I know that it's going to be a fantastic show. And so it's going to be at the Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute on Friday night at 8 o'clock and on Saturday night at 8 o'clock and then the next week at the Tacoma Art Museum mm-hmm. on Thursday. But How much are tickets? Tickets are $15 mm-hmm. and you'll get to see me and a bunch of other cuties and there's probably going to be merch for you to get yes. and just like like really beautiful messages that need to be heard. Exactly. Like I think it's going to be, I'm really excited about it because I just, the caliber of all the people who are involved is really high and I've seen like at least some of their works, and, like, I'm excited to see them perform. Like, it's just going to be a really beautiful night, I think, full of um, community for everybody. Right. So 
If you're in the Seattle area yeah. slash Tacoma area. Yes, let me know. You need to go and see Nadia. Like, I'm going to go see Nadia. You need to go see Nadia. Absolutely. Everybody needs to go see Nadia. If you don't go see Nadia, I'm going to have to run up. We're not. And take $15. Friends anymore. From you. <laughs> I'll expect to see some cold hard cash in my Venmo. Of $15. Just $15 minimum. <laughs> <laughs> I best see you. <laughs> I need to see like, I need eye. to see you. I need you to look into my eyes and say, hello, Nadia. I came to see you. That's all you got to say. That's it. That's it. And I'd be like, thank you. And I'd give you a hug probably. Yep. Probably. <laughs> I get really Maybe. excited about stuff like that. What else? What, what other else? What else? announcements do we have? So, you know how I said that there was going to be a website and it was going to be done in January of 2019? Yeah. Burnout. No, it's not done. Burnout. <laughs> Burnout. <laughs> Burnout. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that at work. Remember how I told you I'd get that thing done for you? Burnout. Didn't get done. <laughs> it didn't get done. It didn't get done. I would do like, it didn't get done dance. Just like, it didn't get done. It didn't get done. Yeah, like, it's just like burnout. That's all we got. And I don't have to say anything else. And they got to understand and respect they have to. me. They have to. Yeah, because new. at that point, you did this to me to begin with. That's right. Burnout. <laughs> um, if you want to pay us money, please. You can always... Subscribe to our Patreon. And I think that's a really, like, good thing that you would be doing for the community and the culture. Right. Both of those things at once. Because then we can just, like, keep doing this and more. Yeah. That's really, really nice. It's really nice when you guys contribute to our labor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Sam's event in March. There's this thing coming up. Yes. In March. There's a show. Nadia. It's at the end of March, thank goodness. Yes, at the end of March. Oh, I'm not going to be at the end of March. I not have the time. Not even going to be in the country. So, <laughs> literally, you will not be here. <laughs> Um, Nadia was in it, and now I'm in it. We're both in it. We're both in it. You guys are gonna see a performance by the Table Podcast, <laughs> <laughs> literally, just individually, but together. We could do a piece together. Let's not. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. We put it on the table, though. We could just. We could just try it. We could try it. We could just try it. <laughs> we'll just figure it out. We'll figure. We're collaborating. Oh collaborating. Uh, Don't get too excited. I'm not excited. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, that show is on March, I think, what, 28th or something? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know where it is, but you can reach out to us for more details. Yeah, there's probably an event on Facebook. We can put it on the... On the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll announce it on our our Facebook. Of course, because we're both in it. And then it's with our fabulous friend, Sam Ahmad, who... We told you about. We told you about. if you don't remember, then you don't listen well enough. Right, you need to go back and listen to this episode. say it again. I don't repeat myself. No, but also, yeah, it's kind of cool that we're all collaborating on our project. Maybe we'll bring Sam on the pod. We should. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that, like, oh, right before or something. Yeah, that'd be super cool. We do, like, a little, like, promotion thing. Oh, yeah, For our friend. I love when our friends Ah, get promoted. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Okay, well. That's it, though. That's it, you know. I think we've done everything we can. Love, peace, and hair grease. Um, Peace and love. Namaste. Blessings. Hopefully you don't experience burnout. And if you are, you are not alone. And we will get through this together. Inshallah.